Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will All right. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Dane here with Wags. Wags, we're a few days away from the, the NFL draft. We're gonna be live talking draft on draft night, but Shoot, it's Monday before the draft. Uh, We're excited to talk a little bit about some bold predictions ahead of Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, Wags, what's coming out right now, um, there's potential the Packers could be trading for Darren Waller, a fantastic tight end from the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Initial impressions right off the bat, because that's breaking as we're recording on a Monday evening. Uh, I'll take him for sure. So I, you know, we were talking before we jumped on and, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that apparently Darren Waller was, uh, originally part of the discussions for the Devonte Adams trade. And then, uh, you pointed out in research that because Devonte was franchised at the time the trade was made, uh, they could not include Darren Waller in the trade. So, um, you have to wonder timing wise um if the raiders and the packers kind of had a handshake agreement to come back to the table we'll see if anything actually transpires here and and what it would take uh to get darren waller i'm guessing they're not going to have to send both picks that they got back from the raiders and the Devontae trade in order to get to uh darren waller uh, but that said this is a guy i've been really high on dane um as especially as an offensive weapon and uh it is still you know got i think a, a few good years ahead of him in his prime uh, so i'm a little bit puzzled as to why the raiders would want to part ways with darren waller to be honest with you um so it'll be interesting to see if a a deal gets done and b what um what they would have to pay up to get him and and to get darren waller in green bay Wags, it's so savvy of the Packers if they end up landing a tight end like Darren Waller. Um, we're watching the wide receiver market go absolutely bonkers right now. Tight end, the highest paid tight ends making $15 million a year. We're seeing a lot of wide receivers making $20-plus million a year. I mean, that's a Razul Douglas difference, <laughs> the way I see it. So, I mean, this is such a Packers-style move if they're able to complete it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing folks say, well, is Waller worth a two? I'll tell you what, if initially the Packers got a one and Waller back for Devontae Adams, I would have been like, that's a great deal. So I, I'm completely pleased uh, if we're able to get it. I think he adds a dynamic to this offense. It takes some of the pressure away from wide receiver uh, a little bit and it just adds another pass catcher and skilled player on this offense that Aaron Rodgers would be able to target. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, Dane. And considering that we expect this offense to become more and more run heavy uh, as Aaron Rodgers nears his 40th birthday, uh, considering the weapons that we have in the backfield, uh, it makes sense. And and obviously the Packers value wide receivers that can block um, and to be multidimensional. Um, I I think adding a guy like Darren Waller makes a ton of sense. Obviously, we've got Bob Bob Tunyon back coming off of an ACL injury, so we'll see. And, and a young guy in Josiah DeGuara that maybe hasn't made quite the impact that you'd like um, in, who, in his two seasons. However, uh, I think he still has some potential. And, and as he got healthy last year, you saw some flashes uh, for sure. So um, he's going to have to prove it out on the field, but 
this could be an exciting uh, group of pass catchers at the tight end group and probably going to be, let's be honest, even if none of them, the three that I mentioned ever becomes a Mercedes Lewis level blocking tight end. Um, that's quite okay. I think they can hold their own. And um, so they're going to be able to um, provide a punch on, on that part of the ball as well. So um I don't want to talk about this like it's a foregone conclusion because I've been hurt so many times when it comes to potential free agents or Packers trades that could happen. Uh, but Dana's out there, right? So it was definitely worthy of talking about. Um, so you're good if it's a second round pick then yeah. on Darren Waller. I am. Uh, and he's a 30 year old tight end, right? But um, it's an immediate need. This is a team that's trying to win in the next three or four years. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, Somebody of his skill set is he's worth it. It, it. it completely solidifies an already deep position, I think, at tight end. And Wags, then it frees up the Packers if they want to go wide out in the first round. If we're talking a, a first round wide out, Darren Waller, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Tunyon, um, you know, obviously Lazard Cobb, like I like that. I actually really like the direction the offense goes all of a sudden. You're going to have a good mix of young and veteran talent. Yeah. And it even puts them in position where they could trade up. Um, You know, they might lose their third round. I don't know if it would be a third round pick plus number 28, depending on how far, or maybe their other second and 28 uh, to move up from 22. However, if they've got a guy that they really want to target and you just cash in some of those chips for um, that would uh, allow them to have some leverage, make their move. And all of a sudden, if you're coming out of the draft with, the stud wide receiver that you really want your, your guy. And then Darren Waller, I think to your point, Dane, most Packer fans should be pretty happy with that. Um, especially where we are as things stand right now. So um, Dane, this is our bold predictions. We've already got some, uh, some folks in the live chat that are, are throwing out some predictions. Um, so uh, I, I, we've, I'll, I'll, we'll get to those in a second. And um, I, I think, with this, there's a lot of different ways this can, this can go. Um, so, folks, keep throwing your predictions in the chat. My biggest thing, Dane, is you and I were 37 years old, and we've been through a lot of Packer drafts, first rounds, where we're sitting there like all in, ready to go. Okay, we've got some guys. And then who? Did we just pick? So um, we're going to do some bold prediction just based on history. And this isn't meant to be to, to stir things up emotionally, Dane. But um, the reality is we were talking the other day in our wide receiver preview. Uh, the Packers tend to make their own evaluations. They've been pretty successful at it over the years. And uh, they're not going to worry about what Mal Kuyper Jr. says is is the best pick to make uh, when their their turn is up in the first round. Um, I'm not saying that they've batted 100. Nobody does. Uh, but um, I think if history tells us anything, be prepared for all possibilities. Uh, I will say one of my bold predictions is not that the Packers are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. So I think we're pretty safe from that this year. Um, but other than that, I think there's a lot on the table. So let's, let's dive into it. Uh, Dane, one of the things I always look at pre-draft visits, this doesn't tell mm-hmm. us exactly who we're going to take because some of these guys are obviously going to come off the board, but yeah. Um, over the years, we have seen where if they're focusing a lot of pre-draft visits, 
on specific position groups, even if it's for guys that are projected to go undrafted or late in the draft, usually that tells us that they're going to double up at that position. Mm -hmm. So looking at the pre-draft visits, you know what I'm seeing a lot of? Offensive tackle. So my Mm -hmm. first bold prediction, Dane, is that right now, as things stand, short of a trade, multiple trades, the Packers use one of their first four picks in rounds one and round two on an offensive tackle. And I won't be shocked. I know, get your pitchforks ready, Packer fans, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's a guy that's at 22 that they really like at the offensive tackle position, uh, that they don't pull the trigger and, and use their very first pick in the first round on an offensive tackle. So um, not a position group we previewed or talk a lot about, uh, but there's a, a couple of names out there to be paying attention to, uh, particularly if there's a run at like mm-hmm. an edge wide receiver type position. And then all of a sudden Packers are like, well, this is our top rated player on the board. We're going to solidify uh, that, that group up front. Wags, and you know, there's a lot of talk on mock drafts, right? And I, I feel like oftentimes, and you've said this a number of times too, uh, some of the position guys go, the skill position guys go early in some of the mock drafts. But I'll tell you what, if somebody like a Charles Cross from Mississippi State somehow just starts falling, Packers are probably taking that young man, right? That, And to your point, right? I think that that's, that's a definite possibility. I like that quite a bit and it really solidifies it. Now the question for you is, do you think the Packers project Elton Jenkins long-term at the tackle position? Because if they do, with him coming back partway through the year, Yash Nyman, I thought, held up well. There's also a potential for them to, of course, bring back another veteran guy like they've done in past years. And then you start the year with Yash, a veteran guy. And then when Elton Jenkins comes back, maybe Elton swings over to right tackle. So I feel like the Packers do have options there, but I would not be shocked at all if they're taking an offensive lineman early, maybe not even a first round guy, but certainly in the second round, especially if they hang on to both of their teams. For sure. And you know what the beautiful thing about having versatility and options is, Dane? They can take the best player and let things sort themselves out later. Um, so, I, you know, I, and you know what? Elton Jenkins, Mississippi State, cross Mississippi State. I think we're going to have a, a little bit of history there. Mississippi State, Michigan, there's there's guys out there in this draft that we could be looking at. So Dane, let me turn it over to you. What yeah. is your first bold prediction? I've got I've got a couple here and the the big one, I think the Packers are going safety in the first round. That's what I think they're doing. I'm going big right away. Um this is a position that maybe doesn't appear on the surface to be an immediate need with Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage on the roster, but Amos is, uh, you know, nearing end of a contract, potentially Darnell Savage going into that fifth year and Wags, even with both of them on the roster, they really like to play that third safety quite a bit in coach Barry's defense. I mean, Kevin King folks, was playing 35, 40% of snaps at times on that defense, kind of as that third safety in some of those games. So I really circle somebody like, uh, you mentioned Michigan, Daxton Hill, that safety out of Michigan. If he's around there, that seems to be around where he could potentially be going late first round, early second round. There's a safety from Georgia as well, or, or Petrie from Baylor. There's a few guys out there that I could really see the Packers liking that are ball hawking kind of safeties. I like Daxton Hill because that guy can play potentially in the slot a little bit. We know the Packers love to have guys with versatility, um, but there's all this talk about wide receiver. Packers need wide receivers. What the Packers really want is the best player. 
And I think that somebody like a Hill with that second first round pick could definitely happen. Or, Weggs, we've seen Goody be so darn aggressive. Would it shock you to see him trade back up early second round? I would not be shocked at all. So I look at somebody like a Hill or, or um, seen from Georgia. There's a few really talented safeties after Kyle Hamilton from uh, Notre Dame, who's probably going to be gone by then. Uh, but I think that that's going to fall right in the Packers sweet spot, help solidify a defensive position and really makes that defense even more of a strength of this team. Yeah. Dane, do you see any corners uh, in this group that could potentially play uh, that hybrid or more of the, the slot position? And then perhaps you've got Jair just bouncing all over the field. There was a big deal that was made about the star position and Coach Barry's defense. Right. And I don't know if we totally saw that last year just because of some of the injuries that we had in the secondary. Um, and there's been guys jockeying, uh, mm-hmm. saying that they want to be featured in that role. Uh, but I look at a guy like Derek Stanley Jr. I don't think he's going to slide far enough for the Packers to aggressively move up in the first round and get him. You're talking about a guy that potentially consensus first or second pick after his freshman year at LSU. And now there's some questions just because of a couple injuries, um, some things, uh, you know, off the field and he's sliding just a little bit further down. Uh, the guy that could be a generational talent, maybe the generational talent that comes out of this draft. And uh, if all of a sudden he slips into the teams and the Packers right. can trade in some chips and move up and get Derek Stanley sounds crazy because of what where they're at with the cornerback room. But something we haven't talked about at all is Jair on the air. We've talked about this off the air, but Jair mm-hmm. Alexander, I think the Packers, I still would say that it's more likely than not, they're going to work out an extension for him uh, at some point this off season. But the dude, the more he just sits back and watch the cornerback market go crazy, like we've seen with the wide receiver market, it does start to make me wonder if the Packers might just next year do something similar in the offseason to what they did with Devontae. Um, it would break my heart. Uh, it's two different situations. Jair is younger. This would be his first uh, contract after his rookie deal. So I don't think that's going to happen. However, uh, it, would it be crazy for them to take a contingency option let them get out on the field and maybe play multiple positions in that backfield. We know that they're going to play four or five DBs more than likely. Someone's going to get hurt. It, it's a, I don't like to think negatively, but it's just part of football. Um, so, and we need some potential backfill at that safety position, depending on how interchangeable some of these guys are. So it would be, pretty surprising but let's just throw that out there as another sneaky move that you never know um and we have had a history of drafting guys uh in the secondary and playing them out of position it hasn't always worked out well for us in the past but um it wouldn't be shocking to see the packers try to do something similar here yeah i mean and you of course you mentioned uh uh, stingley but i'm even like somebody like a trent mcduffie Washington, if we're talking corner. Now, I really think Packers will vary. If they go DB, which I actually really think they will, uh, I think they go safety, personally. I think they go more true safety because I think that um, we could be seeing them slot in to a starting safety role as soon as the, the next season, but getting a ton of snaps this year as well. Remember, folks, it's a pretty thin safety group from an experience standpoint after Amos and Savage, too. So not only would they be getting immediate snaps on this defense, but, um, you know, Ver- Vernon Scott, 
uh, was inactive most of the year. I think he has the most, he's the most veteran safety on this defense after that. And then we've got guys that we love like, like Thump and some others, but the reality is, is they don't have the experience, right? So the Packers would be able to really strengthen not only for the future, but also in the immediate with that safety. I'm going to step away from the crazy talk for a moment. I think your scenario of a safety with one of their second round picks, maybe moving up um, if there's a guy that they really like in that spot of the draft makes a lot more sense. Um, so I think that's definitely something to be watching out for. Dane, you said you had another bold prediction. What was another one you wanted to throw out there? Well, I was going to say tight end, uh, and now this Waller stuff is starting to, to trickle. But I still, I think one way or another, there's a real chance, folks, that, uh, and mind you, this is draft talk, right? So we're throwing stuff out there just like everybody else does. I do not have uh, any inside information here, but I think the Packers are looking to continue to add to the tight end room. So if it's not if it's not Waller, I look at somebody like a Trey McBride from Colorado State as somebody that they could really like, or even like a Jelani Woods a little bit later in the draft. I'm not saying it's necessarily a premium pick, but I think the Packers are going to go after tight end room. And Wags, I say that because what, what Waller would potentially bring is more of a traditional tight end. You mentioned Josiah DeGuara. I feel like he can kind of, he's kind of like a H-back style tight end. I'm not sure if he's necessarily going to be a natural inline guy. Then we love Dominic Daphne, one of my favorite guys on this team. Uh, he's kind of a do-it-all guy, but again, not necessarily always an inline guy with how the Packers are utilizing him. So then we're looking at, um, you know, guys like Mercedes Lewis, who is about our age, right? He's nearing 40 himself. And then somebody like Tyler Davis, who really impressed us last year. And then Tanyan coming back, on this one-year deal, but is injured. We'll see how he comes back. So I think the Packers, with Matt LaFleur's offense, they love their tight ends. They're looking for guys that can bring a lot of different things. And somebody like a Trey McBride, even in the second round, could really help fill that position group. For sure. So I like that a lot. Um, just swinging back, I'm looking through some of the chat comments here. I love and this chat, this is, you guys. This is gonna set. This is gonna set up my next bold prediction. So um, I, we've got 413 Sports Talk here. I don't want to steal your thunder, so you're right there on the screen. I think we draft a kid out of Arkansas with 22nd pick, Traylon Burks, and I'm even gonna go a step further. I love this kid, Dane. When we talked about the wide receiver preview, uh, I kind of was nitpicking a little bit. Uh, is he a polished route runner? Uh, you know what? The more tape that I watch of him, I think this is such a prototypical wide receiver. He's the only guy in the first round that's projected to go in the first round that I would be pretty happy if the Packers traded up aggressively and got themselves in position to snag Traylon Burks. I, I just think he profiles um, so well with what the Packers want to do, get the ball in his hands and he can be a playmaker. He's hard to bring down. He's got maybe not that like on paper top line 40 speed, but he's fast. Uh, as you trust me, he's fast on pads. And uh, when he gets a full head of steam going, there's not a lot of guys that can catch him or bring him down. So um, he can, he's one of the, he's not just a, you know, a, a guy that's kind of, a, you know, a, you put him in the backfield. There's been comparisons to Debo Samuel. Um, I like the AJ Brown comparison a little mm -hmm. bit better with Traylon Burks. Um, he might not be a hundred percent polished yet, but I'll tell you what, um, I'm excited for this kid. And if, if the Packers need to trade up a 
four or five spots to get ahead of the Saints and the Eagles who have two picks from 15 to 19 just to make sure that they're in position to snag Traylon Burks uh, before either of those two teams could potentially get a receiver with their first or second pick. Uh, I would not be shocked. So I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, and uh, so thanks for that in the chat, uh, helping me out with the assist. And that's going to be uh, one of my other bold predictions as well. Hey, wait, should we talk about our sponsor really quick? Yes, let's do that. So uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now, obviously, it's not football season anymore, so it's NBA playoff time. Dane, what can you tell us about how you and your wife, Andrea, have been using for DraftKings here recently? How about those bucks? The Bucks are doing it now, Wags. They're heating it up a little bit, even without Middleton. Giannis is Giannis. So thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook. You are the reason my wife is watching basketball. Uh, thanks to your promo code TPPN. Um, she'd never used the app before. Didn't really watch a lot of NBA basketball. But here we are now because it makes the games that much more fun. Fear the deer indeed. And DraftKings Sportsbook uh, able to, you know, really um, help us uh, enjoy the games even that much more. She's putting bets on the games. She's making a little bit of money. She did really well in football. She's starting to get her sea legs now in basketball. Again, folks, use promo code TP. PN, get some free bets from DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. If they win, you win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL or NBA or both. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Dane. So, um, I gotta ask you, wait, I'm going to ask you a question. I got to ask you a bold prediction right now. Are the Packers taking a wide receiver in the first round? Yes or no? Uh, so yeah, that was going to be my final bold prediction. <laughs> Packers do not take a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know there's people are like, oh, come on, we've got to go wide receiver, wide receiver. There's nothing in this room. I am just telling you folks, there's a lot more guys that are projected going in the second round that fit that Packer receiver profile than in the first round. I, I know what I just said with Traylon Burks, but that being said, if they don't want to trade up or it becomes too much of a premium and the guy's not there for them at 22, don't be shocked. Do not be shocked. Do not get angry. Okay. You might get a little angry, but the Packers will get their guys. I think they're going to double up. They'll still get um, two receivers. I think in round two or round three, uh, particularly if they don't trade away any of those picks. So I think they're still going to spend early to try to uh, revamp this wide receiver group and, and get some talent. But there's a lot of speed and there's a lot of bigger receivers that uh, they can work with that I think they may see as more of a value in round two. Uh, honestly, I don't think this wide receiver class is all that special at the top. I, I really don't. I, I think there's some guys there that could uh, could potentially make an impact. But I think there's more bust potential uh, with some of these top receivers that are projected to go in the first round. And frankly, uh, I would feel just fine uh, if the Packers went out and got Christian Watson 
uh, in round two, maybe get Alec Pierce late round two, round three. Uh, these are guys that I think with speed and size that could really help this Packer team. And those are some of the traits that they're really looking for. Wags, I, I, I hear that. I really do. Question for you, and and maybe I'm asking everybody here, though, is um, if you're sitting there and you grab, say you grab a, a DB or you grab a rusher, I think the Packers need another edge. So it'd be really great if they got an edge early. Um, and George, somebody like George Pickens is staring at you at 28. Really, really hard for me to stomach them taking a different position group unless they have the ability to maybe package those twos and get back into the first round and go get that wide receiver. But I get really nervous if uh, they're not, you know, taking a receiver at some point, at least at a, at a quality pick. I'm not saying it needs to be a first round pick, but even if they move up early second round to go get their guy, that's what I'm going to be curious about. But at the same time, I could also eggs see a run on wide receivers early. And they just, you know, decide to start taking the best players available and then figure it out from there. Yeah. Listen, I'm making a bold prediction here. I'm not saying I want that to happen for my, for my <laughs> own sanity. It'd be great if we can just get the wide receiver uh, with that first pick and get that taken care of. I I'm with you just as much uh, as any other Packer fan out there. I, I totally understand the mentality uh, and the not being really in a position to be too patient uh, when it comes to getting that next wide receiver. So it'd be great to break the streak of no uh, uh, wide receivers in the first round for uh, the entirety of Rogers career as well. Uh, I think, I think it's time uh, perhaps Dane, we've got two of them this year. So maybe it's time uh, to, to get, get that monkey off our shoulders as well. That, that being said though, we've seen, uh, and I even look back to some of the years where fans were clamoring for wide receivers, uh, Packers take a wide receiver, obviously somebody like Jefferson that Minnesota ended up with would have been wonderful. They, you know, they took them before the Packers were able to get them, but um, we've seen a lot of receivers though, that people were like, come on, take, you know, receiver X that haven't panned out either. So it's no sure thing just because you take a wide receiver in the first round that they're the right guy, the right fit for what we're trying to do. So I think that's really important too. I'd much rather, and I, maybe I'm speaking in obviousness, but I'd much rather the Packers double down on defense and find guys that are actually going to make a difference on this team than trying to fill a need just to fill a need and maybe not selecting the right guy. Because I think that this is too valuable, too important of a draft, especially with the small window the Packers now have to try to go win another ring. Dane, I have an important question for you. Out of the guys that are not expected to be first round picks that you've evaluated in this pre-draft process, so second down, second round or later, I'm sorry, who is the one guy that you would just love if the Packers pick up? <sighs> that's a hard one. That's honestly, that's a hard one. Um, there's a lot of guys, right, that I think are, are extremely, extremely talented guys. Um I really, and I don't know where he's kind of ranked right now. He's right on the edge of round one or round two wags. Um, but uh, uh, David Ojabo uh, from Michigan, I love that guy's game. I know he's got injury, um, but uh, we talked a little bit about this. I can't remember on online or offline, but uh, with Rashawn Gary, you know, he was coming off an injury. He was coming off some stuff, not the same kind of injury, but uh, kind of came in and played that third rusher early in his career. I would love for the Packers to to go and get somebody um, like David there from Michigan again and, and see what he can do as a pass rusher. I just think he's a very good talent. Now, does he go 
earlier than that, potentially, but I really like how he can play the game. I love his hand placement. I think he's got a massive motor and you're going to get a potentially a bit of a discount just because of that injury. And maybe the Packers pounce on that because you have Preston, you have Rashawn, but bringing him in as that third guy by midseason, he can really be showing and popping on tape and helping this team down the stretch run. For sure. I love that, Dane. So I appreciate that. Um, what else do you have? What are, what are what are some other things that you want to get out there, bold prediction-wise? You know, I, I, I we're, we're kind of running past it a little bit. I think that, that the defensive line is definitely, I don't think this is necessarily a bold prediction. I mean, we're talking about a lot of position groups here at this point, but um, I don't I don't necessarily expect the Packers to go high, high on the defensive line uh, based on the free agent signing that they've had. I think TJ Slayton really was popping near the end of last season as well. Do I think they draft a defensive lineman? Yeah, but I actually don't think, because I've seen them drafting a D lineman um, early and could that happen? Yeah, but I think that there's enough other position groups there. And with some of the young talent, the draft and develop strategy that the Packers have, I think that they might be going a little bit later fourth, through seventh round at the defensive line group. Um, but I don't think that they're personally, I don't think they're going to be taking that pick early on. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I think they could um, really love Perry and Winfrey out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. uh, he's a little bit of a tweener size wise uh, under 300 pounds, but he would be more of that um, outside defensive lineman. And uh, potentially uh, you're looking at um, a, a guy that could come in and, 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 give them a little bit more versatility um honestly maybe i love him too much just because of his tape and the the high level that he plays at with his motor um he's just pops off the page with his physicality and i think that's probably part of the reason i was falling in love with him as we're watching some of his film but um wouldn't be shocked he seems he was one of the guys that packers did have for a pre-draft virtual visit uh so potentially Maybe if he's there with one of their second round picks, he's someone that could be targeted uh, for the Packer front office as well. Yeah, and I saw in the comments, uh, 413 Sports Talks talking about Logan Hall as well. Um, Really good player out of Houston that, you know, uh, higher than I think the Packers take, but I'm not going to be losing sleep if they take somebody like that who can just eat up the middle and and dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. Well, Dane, I, I think I'm kind of closing out here. Yeah, we're going to be live, though, Wags, right? We're going to be yeah. live on draft night talking about the draft. We're going to be reacting as the Packers make picks, hopefully, uh, not trading back and making multiple picks on that opening night. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For sure. And if anybody wants to join the live video stream, hit us up on social. Uh, we'd love to have Stop. you join us. Uh, give those uh, live facial reactions uh, that are always priceless as the Packers turn in their picks and uh, maybe join and, and provide a, a little bit of your own reactions as well. So um, looking forward to Thursday night. Thanks so much, folks, for jumping on and uh, for the chat and uh, activity tonight. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting these picks underway. And uh, Dane, I'm hoping that we've got some more news on that Darren Waller front as well, because uh, that's exciting potential news for the Packers to make out of the draft. No doubt about it, Wags. Uh, anything else? Otherwise, be legendary and go pack go. That team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave the wish of good luck. Only thing I will.